We're live. Welcome to Kid Got Your Ticket. With co-host Paola Jaramillo. And your boy, Alex Jaramillo. Or like we're called at SKC, the girl sensei and the boy sensei. And this podcast is brought to you by Super Kids Clubhouse. Located here in South Florida. We're bridging the gap between home and school. All right. So that's the shout out. How you second podcast? That's number right. two. Number two. Numero uh, dos. Numero numero dos in the podcast world. Me and my girl. That's right. Doing our thing. All right. What's up? How you doing? I'm doing awesome. So it's been pretty rainy these last couple of days, huh? We can't get a break. So we work all week, right? <laughs> 12-hour days, because we're going through a summer camp, as we spoke about in our last podcast. We're going through a summer camp, and you and I, we love to, on Saturdays and Sundays, hang out by the pool, work on our tan, go for a bike ride. Like, we look forward to it all week long. Thursday, 4th of July, when we wanted it to rain a bit. There was sunny skies. sunny skies, and we had to work because we had to go to a the United States Nationals AAU over in Broward, right? Beautiful day. We get out. We're hoping, okay, I hope it rains at night because we have some neighbors that like to uh, just kind of do overboard fireworks. Listen, guys, we if like it, the fireworks. If it's a work night, 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock is pushing it. Listen, that's it? Yes. Listen, why do you have to go into 2 o'clock in the morning doing fireworks? You don't need it. Listen, have a good time. Enjoy. The kids want to see it. It's totally cool. Hope it doesn't rain. But listen, at around 10, 12 o'clock at night, that's it. That's it. There's grown-ups around. Show is over. Right? And you got to get to work tomorrow morning. Also, have appropriate fireworks, guys. I mean... There's nice fireworks that make a little bit of a sound, and they're really beautiful. And then you have those blockbusters that are just so annoying. Listen, if you have those M80s or those dynamite kind of things, you just want attention, right? <laughs> Listen, you just, you just want some attention because you want everybody to know that you went boom. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. Right? I like the ones that go pew, pew. <laughs> those are the ones I like those are the ones the, I like too I like the Roman candles because I enjoy seeing kids you know you know swinging them around and doing it it's fun when I was a kid I used to love those things too right the ones that even the ones that go up in the sky and make the big colorful, know, colorful that's nice it looks it's, like a shower yes that's beautiful I want to see that that listen call my attention there alright if it's going up in the sky and it makes a nice blue Red, if it gives me the American flag, I'm gonna be wild, all right. But when it's already 12 o'clock at night and people have to go to work the next day, and all of a sudden you just hear like the world ending next door, right? Isn't that's it's not it's not even fun, no, it's uncalled for, it's actually it's actually disrespectful. That's how I see it. Now, if you're in a park. And you're in an open place where it's public and it's... Listen, by all means, go for it. Go do it. You're out in the woods, right? You, even there, you know, the animals are going to suffer. You, you, you have more dogs escape the houses during the 4th of July than any other day. There was a dog that killed himself technically because he was jumping through the fence and landed on the spoke and died. Landed on the spoke and died, right? You've seen that... You, you ever seen that uh, picture on the internet where it says, uh, if you're having a bad day, look at this guy... And there's a squirrel with its nuts stuck on the on the fence. <laughs> have you have you heard? Uh, I know you guys have seen that one, right? That's that's funny, right? Poor dog. But dogs get out; they get scared of those things. And now, and kids too. I'm assuming. No, no. Wait a minute. What about the, our veterans who come from yeah. with um what with is PTSD? it? PTSD. 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 You know, post traumatic syndrome. Is it? Right? I, I believe so. So something like that. And you know, these guys went through some. I know what the fireworks symbolize. It symbolizes that we went to war and we had our independence and there were some bombs and we kind of recreate that. But we've never lived through bombs trying to kill us, all right? Not, not us, not the regular civilians, all right? So we don't, it doesn't affect us at all. We don't have that fear. 
But if you've served in the military and you've gone to Afghanistan or you've gone to Iraq and you've heard those things in the middle of the night that, you know, those bombs are going to try to kill you and you come back and you hear one of those things. Listen, man, that's got to bring back memories. It's terrifying. You got to I mean, be, it, it is. I mean, I, I've never suffered any trauma. Neither have I. But that, it really rocks my heart. Like, Listen, I get a little... If it scares you... It shakes me. Imagine a poor dude or a poor lady that went out there to war yeah. and she had to evacuate her, her bunker because there were bombs dropping and, and she saw her friend's get legs get blown off. That's traumatizing, yeah, that's man. That's not cool. No, that's traumatizing. You don't, you know, you gotta. So, poor veterans, poor dogs, poor people that have to go to work the next day, go to sleep early. Okay, men, it's already 11 o'clock at night. All right, you know what? I'm calling it a night. I kind of overdid it today because once you're like, you know, in your late 30s, 40s, after 9 30 p.m., you already look, you, you're, you're already dozing off. You know, if you anything have, after 9 30 is already, uh, Happy hour, late hours. That's it. It's done. At nine o'clock, if I'm out hanging out, I already start dozing off. I've hit that stage in my life where when I was in my 20s, I was able to hang out all night. I mean, I remember you and I would just go out and hang out in Atlantic City or we would go out to, you know, Long Island, hang out in the beach, you know, to three, four, five o'clock in the morning without even a care in the world. That's right. But, I remember those days. But, but now that's it. you grow and and then again we did move to an area that majority of the people are among that age range. So you're right. expecting yes. that type of respect in, in this neighborhood. Some people don't grow up. Yeah, that's right. That's another thing we should talk listen, about. Some people don't grow up. They want to listen, it's okay to have to be a kid at heart, but you you gotta become an adult sometime. You got to think. You got to use your mind. And when you rationalize, you got to rationalize like an adult. You can't rationalize yeah, like that five-year-old kid that didn't get that piece of candy many moons ago. You know what? Kids, it's all about them because they don't understand that there's a huge world out there. They haven't seen it. They haven't been there. But when you're an adult and you still think it's about you, hey, listen, it's not about you. There you, co- you coexist with a lot of people. And if you live in a neighborhood or somewhere, you know other people live there and you have to give them the respect that you would want it yourself. I agree. It, Music, you could go all night long. That listen, would never a, bother me. If it's a Saturday night and you're throwing a party, listen, it's a weekend. Have fun. Have a great time. Enjoy. Stay up all night. I know how... how you know how us Latin people do it. Yeah, we're, we're you know, from that. La- you know, Latin people, we go on and on and on. You know, party will start on a Friday night and it won't end till Sunday. Monday morning. Yeah, or Sunday. Yeah. Sunday right? night with a nice sancocho. Oh, <laughs> sancocho, rico. That's right. Right? But if it's a Thursday night, because 4th of July this year, 2019, it fell on Thursday night. Friday's not a holiday. Friday's not a holiday. And guess what, guys? If it's a holiday for you, congratulations. But for everybody else, it might not be. Be respectful. Be respectful, right? Have consideration. So we got into this because we said it's been raining, right? And, and we, we wanted- haven't been able to enjoy our weekends. Because every Saturday and Sunday has been raining down here in South Florida lately. And if you know us, we love to stay home and enjoy our house. Listen, we have, we've been blessed. We're having a you know a nice home where we have a a fire pit and we like to do a fire pit at night. But if it's raining, you can't do a fire pit. Right. I'm not I'm not that wildernessy, <laughs> right? If if I'm lost in the woods, all right, and I have to do a fire and it's raining, there's no fire being made. I wouldn't know how to proceed. There's people out there that I'm sure. I mean, like, no, you got to do this. You got to use this. You got to do that. You got to do this. But I can you? I I can't. I can't do it. I mean, unless I burn the house. Burn the house. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll be we've been able to very get a, close to that. Then we'll times. be able to get a fire. <laughs> but been, outside in the rain, it ain't gonna happen. Remember that fire two years ago? So was it two or three? It must have been like three or four years ago, right? It was a New Year's Eve, right? Oh yeah. And usually on New Year's Eve, we like to go out for a walk, right? It was about New Year's hits at midnight, right? And about an hour later, 45 minutes to an hour later, one of our neighbor's homes, their garage caught on fire. There was nobody home. They were safe. But they had to redo. That was their New Year's welcome. Their house burned down. It was just the garage. Well, the garage 
burned, burned. But then but the, the house smoke, got all the smoke, so it got all that so smoke. So all the smoke, and supposedly smoke damage is a lot worse than actual fire damage. So these guys, they went ahead. Supposedly or maybe in just their case. Maybe in their case. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the whole details, but that's what we were told. And... But they built a badass house, though. That house is beautiful. The house is Congratulations, beautiful. guys. The house is beautiful. Now, they re- it took them about a year to... They left from, from the block because they rented somewhere else. And and they built a house. But the house... That house is like one of those HGTV homes that yes. you look at it and, like, everything is just perfectly manicured. The It's 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 a beautiful home. Like, it's a beautiful home. Technically, out of a out of a disaster, they got a blessing. Yes, because they got a. The homes in the area are usually in the, you know, from six from the late sixties to the early seventies. All these homes around here were built, but this home is a new home in an older neighborhood. They didn't overdo it where it becomes an elephant of the block, the white elephant of the block. Exactly, no, they didn't. No, no, but they did an amazing job. Amazing, beautiful, beautiful. All right, sensei, girl, sensei, what else? Tell me. Well, why is it that we go for walks on New Year's? Oh, Our we, little superstition. Yeah, we have a couple of superstitions. Well, we've gone through a lot of superstitions in the past. Right? Remember that time? <laughs> Which one? Remember that time? So, <laughs> my mother tells us, you know, so my mother watches Telemundo a lot. Right? Probably Walter Mercado, something like that. She caught this one day. Right? And she says, no, you got to rub eggs all over you. So, we're in the bathroom rubbing eggs <laughs> on us for good luck that year, right? So, listen, we don't knock it. And it's not going to hurt you, you know. If it's not going to hurt us, if it's not going to hurt anybody else, we'll give it a try. You know, why not? You know? Hey, but you know what? If you believe in the way we believe, anything that, that, um, that creates a positive effect or something that creates a positive emotion is technically uh, a rabbit's foot. Exactly. For the first couple of years here, well, when we moved down to South Florida from New York, one of our New Year's traditions was Go going to the beach, to the beach uh-huh. right, and 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 jumping in the water twelve times backwards in the beach and making a wish with every or how you maybe not a wish but a um, um, an a affirmation, visual, an affirmation, a visualization of what you wanted the year to have. Laughter, joy, friends, health, health, love. You know, just, and you would just wish it, feel it in your heart, and we would just throw ourselves back. Until that faithful day. Then what happened? Tell me, I forget. So we're having a blast. It's a New Year's. It's a day before New Year's, so we decide to go to the beach. We pack everything away. Which beach did we go to? We went to Miami Beach. Miami Beach. We go ahead and we pack everything away. We go at a amazing hours so that there's not a lot of traffic we can find parking beautiful sunny day the streets are empty we're driving man it was picturesque perfect a perfect Florida day so we get there we park the car we find parking right in front where we literally just step out and we're on the grass on the sand walking towards the beach so we go ahead and we set up camp we put our towels down we sit down you know, we start kind of thinking, praying, just giving thanks to the universe for everything we have. Getting our minds ready. And then all of a sudden we go in the water and we're jumping and splashing and throwing ourselves backwards and laughing and having a great time. And all of a sudden I feel this thing wrap around my leg. <laughs> I grab it and I pull it off. And then I took my hands out and I was full of a bunch of jelly. Tentacles. It was tentacles that I was ripping off my foot. My leg, my whole leg had gotten wrapped by by a jellyfish. A jellyfish. It wrapped all its tentacles around my leg. But it was one of the ones that you don't want to get wrapped up. Oh my goodness. I was burning, burning. I was running around everywhere trying to make my hand and my leg stop burning. So I heard on Animal Planet, you know, they say that's a good source of information. So I hear on Animal Planet that um, if you get stung by a jellyfish, that the first thing you should do is get either vinegar or human urine. It'll stop the burning. Have somebody pee on you. So thank goodness I have my husband. With a full bladder. With a full bladder, (laughs) ready to go. So we went to the corner and he went ahead and sprayed my hand and my leg. I had a chance to pee on you. And he peed on me. I had a chance to pee on you. But you know what? There was nothing kinky about it. It was just pee. 
Oh my god, it felt amazing after I was done. So is so does so does urine have vinegar? It, yeah, it's acid. It's acidic. Mm. So I'm assuming that the acidic in the urine is what neutralizes the the pain. But it went away right. I mean, I know, I know. it I went know. from a ten to a four. But hey, I was happy with that. There's a lot of of old old wives' tales remedies that work amazing. That work a lot. Here, here here's one that really works. Okay. If you ever get dust in your eye, spit. I'm talking about not like a, not that kind of spit. I'm talking about a, like you want to spit as hard as you can towards the floor. And you want to, and I don't know how it happens. Don't ex- I'm not a doctor. I don't know how it happens. But if you have dust in your eye, you'll be able to get it out. Now, don't get a stick through your eye and expect to start spitting. I think it's going to come out. No, go see a doctor. All right? Go to the ER. Go to the emergency room. But if you spit on the floor, don't spit on somebody. Spit on the floor. It usually takes that away. It usually does. And it, it's, it's pretty interesting. It's worked out pretty good, man, Remember, so far. Except yesterday when I had an ant in my eye. Uh, no, it didn't it work, work there. It doesn't work there. Remember, I had a child once in New York where, where I used to teach... And he got something in his eye. We had a back door, so from the from the main training floor, I can open up the back door to the to the backyard of the of the location. And I he sensei sensei, I have something in my eye. I have something in my eye. So I take him to the back door. I tell him spit, and he starts spinning in a circle. I'm saying no 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 spit. He goes no. I thought you said spin. <laughs> so he was just spinning in a circle. That's funny. Here, here's another one that really works. Right. You get a burn in the kitchen, or you're doing a barbecue, or something like that. My 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 mother-in-law, she gave us this one, and it just happened a few. This one I learned this year, maybe the end of last year, is you crack open an egg, and you take that egg white from it, raw with the de- egg just open, and you rub it on the burn, and it's like collagen. It is collagen. It is collagen, and it uh, listen. It's not the burning is not going to stop right away. No, but, I, but it does it does pull out the burn. It does soothe it. It soothes it a lot. And I grabbed the grill with my bare hand. I missed the lever to pick up the grill. And I grabbed the grill from the hot part to open it up. I burned my thumb so bad. Right away, my mother-in-law says, grab an egg, put it on. And I started putting it on. Every five minutes, I would put a little bit more. Every five minutes, I would put a little bit more. And... I didn't get a blister. I didn't get anything. It was like if nothing had happened. Remember that day you burned yourself in the oven? Oh, yeah. It was bad. And I put it on and it took you it away. You didn't get a blister. You didn't get anything. The next day it was gone. It pulls out the heat. So you'll That's feel crazy. the heat coming out. And then after that, it's it soothes it. How about when you get a sun a sunburn? What oh, man. I, I used to get those a lot when I was young. So what you're supposed to do when you get a sunburn, right? You come home, you grab white vinegar, and you mix it with water. And then you take a shower with cool water. And then once you're done taking a shower with cool water, you pour it or you kind of pat yourself down with it. And you leave it on and it's, you're going to feel hotter. And you just feel the heat getting drawn out of your body. It like pulls out the heat. You're still going to be red, but you're not going to feel that pain or you're not going to feel that heat anymore. You leave it on for like about 5, 10 minutes. And uh, I never rinse it off. I just keep it on. I just get out of the shower. I pat dry myself. And then I go in and then I put some coconut oil just so that I can feel I can feel um, elastic, not tight. Because when you sunburn, you tend to get tight. So, And that's been the best for me. I try not to anymore. I try to stay out of the sun between the times of 11.30 and 2.30. You, you have a better, you've created a better balance. You don't want to stay out there and burn. You want to go out there and enjoy the sun, get back in underneath the shade, put some sunblock, get back out, you know, just... Yeah, you're trying to you're yeah. trying to get sun and and absorb vitamin D. You're but not trying vinegar, to. Is that vinegar has so many freaking uses? Yeah, I also mix it's... vinegar with um with water and I clean my vegetables with it. That's right. So it takes off that waxy. I, um... I kill weeds with vinegar. Yeah, vinegar I and add, soap. I uh, dish soap, some salt, vinegar. I go to the backyard. I spray the weeds. And we, they die. Weeds be gone. Weeds and it's gone. and it's so much safer than any chemical out there. Yeah, man. So at no. least if our dogs go out there and eat like a weed, because I I mean our dogs tend to go out to the back and eat the grass and stuff like that. But we don't pesticide our house. That's what our dogs house, do. Our house is very um very pesticide free, 
So we try to, like for our plants, we use Epsom salt. So for our fruit trees, what we do is um, we use it, what, every four months? We use, what, two teaspoons with water? That's it. So in our house, we have banana trees, mangoes, avocado. We got a soursop. We have a soursop. We've been trying to grow for the longest, and it hasn't given us any fruit. So if you guys have any tips on soursop, our soursop actually grows the flower. So the flower grows. It buds, and it grows, and then it leaves the little stem with the seeds on it. But from And now we're getting ants. Before, we didn't have ants. Now we're getting ants, which is, I believe is what transfers and, and what, um, what fertilizes it. But for some strange reason, the fruit itself is just not growing. I got a gift from South America. They brought me um, oh, yeah. a, 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 a sour guava. It's not like the red guavas where you make the, the guava paste from in, in, at your local grocery store. But it's the white guava inside. And if you've never had it, it's a South American specialized fruit. And... They brought me with some of these fruits, so I grabbed the seeds, and, I, and we planted them here. And now we have a tree, and this year, I'm walking in my backyard. I look down to the floor, and I see a tennis ball. I'm like, a tennis ball? Where do we get a tennis ball from? And sure enough, it had already bloomed, and we had uh, fruit for the first time off a seed that we planted. I mean, that is pretty awesome, and it tasted just as good as I remember it would be. Oh, no, it did. It was really good, actually. But that soursop, man, we've been trying to get fruit from it. And in Spanish, you call that guanabana. Guanabana. But in English, it's called soursop. And I cannot wait. Supposedly, uh, of course, everything you read on the internet, soursop is better than chemo to, at some points. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Just well, they say it helps the body helps produce. Um... But it tastes delicious. And if you can juice it, oh. Soursop with some apples, the way you used to make That's it. That's the way I used to make it. Oh, man. I can't wait till that tree so flowers. You, you blend it. We have a special blender. And uh, you blend the soursop with apple. With, what do you use? Red apples or green apples? I like to use Granny Smith, Smith apples, the green ones. They're oh, less in sugar. Oh, my goodness. It's and such a delicious, delicious juice. It's, it's like, it's really amazing. And then you have some, tu- you add some turmeric in there with some ginger. For any swelling, it brings down swelling. That turmeric helps with inflammation. That's right. Turmeric, ginger, we use that when I used to juice. I got to get back to juicing. I enjoy doing that. Now, you know, you also got to have a balance with it because if you juice too much, yeah, you get a lot tired of sugar, of you know, and it's, it's tough. It's tough. You know, we, we're very lucky that we have some flexible hours that we're able to do it, but if, you know... You know, I like that you say that. I, You know, we tend to say that we're lucky, but don't you think we created that lifestyle? That's Yeah, no, we did. We worked hard for it. We we went into everything we got. We, we've sacrificed also a lot of years in building, you know, our 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 business, Super Kids Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. We've, we've dedicated time, energy, money, Lots of time. Remember when we were working, what, 18, 19, 20 hours when we were building it? We're still doing it now. We're working, yeah. we're working 14, 14 hours, hours now during summer. But actually, do we ever really stop working? I mean, we come home, we're still thinking about our business. It's, well, not, like, it's not like a nine-to-five job. Exactly. When was the last time we took a vacation? What, two years ago, California? Two years ago. We went to California IA. That's right. It wasn't... You know what? We went to California and... We were really California dreaming. Oh, yeah. I, I had a completely different perception of California. Not saying that you, there's anything wrong with no, California. No, no, but no, It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It just wasn't what we expected. From what I saw on TV maybe, and movies, maybe completely different. Maybe we weren't with locals who could show us around. You know what? That makes a lot of sense because that's true. When you're with locals, they take they, you to the cool spa- spots. This makes sense. They take you to the cool, the cool space. <laughs> cool spaces, cool cool spots, right? Uh, yeah, but we went there. We wanted to kind of experience. We we did we we did the whole Santa Monica, Santa Barbara. We went down to San Diego. We LA. did the pier. We did the pier. We went down to Tijuana. We crossed the border. We came back. I mean, we did Southern California. We didn't do any mountains. We didn't go west. We didn't go north. We stood Southern California. But we did go see the Hoover Dam, and we did... So we did do the touristic... No, but the Hoover Dam we did when we went to uh, Vegas. We didn't see the Hoover Dam on this one. We didn't go to the Hoover... Oh, that's right. We were there for nationals, for Pollock's nationals. We went to a U.S. Open. Yes. U.S. Open. U.S. Open. uh, When he was four years old, we did the Hoover Dam then. 
Um, Remember how much wind it was up there that we even had to hold Pollux tight because I thought he was going to fly away? The bridge overlooking the Hoover Dam. Holy there's this bridge Lord. that's above the Hoover Dam that you kind of look down. It's even higher. But it's it's like um, it's a, it's a, um, a canyon. So the wind comes through there. And yeah, because it's a bridge that connects two canyons, like two right. rocks. Yes. So it's just space. In yes. the bottom of the bridge. It's completely open. But you're above the Hoover Dam. The Hoover oh, Dam's but, already... But a lot. By a lot. You know, I'm talking about you look down. And the, the Hoover, Hoover Dam, Dam looks small. What is that bridge called? I, I don't remember. But anyway, the wind we felt up there. I mean, I was holding onto my son because I felt like a gust was going to fly him off. Did you hear? Oh, God, I did. Oh. So this morning, we wake up to some news on, on, on one of the news outlets. On a cruise ship on Royal Caribbean. A grandfather. A grandfather is holding, I don't understand how they were holding, but supposedly the little girl, two years old, slipped out of the grandfather's arms. What window? They said it was a window. What window could it have been out? Must have been a balcony. It has to be either a balcony or, or the top of a cruise, like when you're at the back at the back of the boat eating. You know how they have that open... What the hell was he doing? Is it Michael, was he doing a Michael Jackson when you hang the kid over the ledge? I read a, I read he, an article that said that, that, yes, he was dangling her. That the, the, one, of the, one of the family members called the news outlets and said he was dangling her. He was, so she probably wiggled? I don't know. I don't know. Listen, you're 14 stories above. I don't care if there's water down there. There wasn't. They were on the port. They in were Puerto the port, Rico. But they, were they facing port side or were they facing the water side? It know. doesn't matter. The kid fell. Floor is the floor regardless, ocean or, or land. From 14 stories high. Now, those cruise ships is a building. It's a moving building. It's, it's a, a moving, moving hotel building. that moves on the water. And when you're up there and I look down, it gets scary. Because I, I enjoy cruising. And Royal Caribbean is an amazing, amazing cruise line. You know? Yeah, but Royal Caribbean is not at fault. No, it's not at fault. What you mean? Why are you even sitting? You you got to understand that you're going to hit a certain age where your reflexes are not there anymore. And but it, think about, but now, how is that grandfather going to feel now? Oh, no, he's screwed for the rest of his life. That man is never going to be the same. He killed his, his granddaughter. granddaughter. You know what the thing is, what I can't comprehend? There's a bar, even before you... Touch that that plexiglass that they put. In some areas, yes. And in all areas, there's always that plexiglass, and then there's that line that you can hold on to. Yeah. So he that means that he had to have been holding her over that. He had to. Because how is she gonna fall? Even if she wiggled out of his arms. He must have done a Michael Jackson. She how is she gonna like let's let's say he had her sitting on the border. She would have fell straight down. She wouldn't have fell back unless she went back. I don't know. My goodness. Know. That's kind of... You know what's... He must have fell... Remember the movie Cliffhanger? Oh, where Where he's kind of holding the girl. And I can't believe like, he didn't jump and go get her. That's... I don't... I cannot even imagine the pain the family is going through right now. God bless you guys. This yeah, is... This is... A, not, it's got to be a tough, tough, not, tough, not, tough time. Not a good time, Such man. a tough time. And especially on vacation. Man, you're on vacation, you're having a ball, you're enjoying yourself, and fucking grand grandpa. You know, that's why, listen, <laughs> I'm sorry to say this, guys, but, you know, we're, we're in our, we're technically grown-ups already, right? We're, we're in our 40s, we're grown-ups. We work with kids, but we have parents who are already senior citizens, and we talk about this all the time. They're like big kids. They are. A lot of seniors, I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of seniors end up being big kids again. Grumpy. I want, I want, I want, I want. I don't want to do that. And if you don't do it, they'll cry. Or they get sad. It's like, it's just big kids again. And, and sometimes you have to treat them like big kids and tell them, hey, they, listen, don't do that. Don't put the baby over the railing. I mean, do you, would you feel like you have to tell? No, I would not. I don't expect but, to have to tell my now, dad, dad, don't put. But now you do. Obviously. I don't think my dad would be that dumb to do that. Listen, no, seriously. I mean, unless. Listen, I, 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 you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't think he would. 
Like he's know? terrified of heights. That man wouldn't even get what close about, to the what thing. What about if this man wasn't terrified? How about if this man worked on sky, skyscrapers? Exactly. That's probably the point. Know, and for he, his life. And he's used to being at high altitudes. Or maybe like he put her out and she got scared and she wiggled too hard and she fell. God bless. God yeah, that's bless. tough. Fuck, that's 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 tough. That that, there's, that's there's not gonna be that man's never gonna be that family is never gonna be the same. Never. It doesn't matter yeah. how much he tries and and how much forgiveness they're given. It's it's tough. Like and you guys and we're going through a retrograde, a Mercury retrograde <gasps> for three weeks. He's gonna be in pure somber. Who knows? Sorrow. Yeah. Just complete sadness. Can you, can, can you forgive yourself? I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about that. It's I'm just, good. It's horrible. It's really I'm horrible. good. I don't want to put myself in situations I'm not interested in being in. Yep. Don't call it because the universe the universe has no conception of it. She has no idea she what you no mean idea. is what you want for real or what you want for fake. Yep. So she doesn't understand. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Nah, she doesn't understand that. Nope. Sorry. I didn't mean it that way. Nope. I didn't understand. Very... Wow. Yeah. Crazy. That, that, crazy. That's, a, that's a tough one. So we just finished going to AAU Nationals. Oh, my God. I was so stressed out with those Nationals. I'm so happy competition season's over. I usually am able to sleep. I'm one of those people that get stressed out before every big event. Or it doesn't have to be a big event. It could be a small event no, that we're, that we're doing. Event. But the last week, been waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning every day. I'm one of those people that hit the bed, I'm knocked out, and then I'll sleep through the night. Like last night, I slept through the night completely. I didn't wake up once, hit the bed around 9 o'clock, was up by 5.30, right? 5.30? Sure, yeah. Yeah, you you will go with that number? (laughs) Sounds about right. Sounds about right. (laughs) Excuse me. but these allergies are killing us. I oh my tell. God, but I didn't have it until I went to a friend's house. We went to a friend's house this to weekend. To celebrate. To celebrate nationals. And, um, How many I, kids we take to nationals? We took 12. 12 went to nationals we got 15 medals. The kids did really good. 15 medals. Booyah. Yeah, they did really good, man. Our kids. kids at Super Kids Clubhouse took 15 medals. We got four gold medals. We got four national champions in, right. at Super Kids Clubhouse. And then we got a bunch of second place medalists and yep. third place medalists. It was great. Competition it was, was great. fierce. Kids did really good. Kids did really, really good. So we go to celebrate this weekend at, our, at one of our friends' homes. And they had these huge, they had a huge water slide. Uh, and I don't know what happened, but right after you came out of there, you came out of there not feeling too good, huh? I, yeah. I mean, I don't feel bad. I you just, wasn't even hanging out outside that much. No. And you know what? As a matter of fact... One of another another friend that was there, I saw him this morning, and he was like, look at me, I'm full of Benadryl. And I'm like, me too. I said, I just don't have Benadryl. I told him, I got bit everywhere. He got bit everywhere too. My what? whole legs are covered. He goes, I thought I had a rash. I go, no, look. Showed him my neck. I was like, dude, um, look. Oh, well, yeah, I see that. I have like bites everywhere. They're all over my legs, the back of my calves. I, I, I don't know. Do gnats bite? I don't know. Anyways, but, it, so, but they had a screening closure and everything. They did, but I re- I felt the moment my throat went south. Have you ever had that feeling, guys? Do you, can you guys actually pinpoint the moment that you guys get sick, or is it just me that I'm just such an intuned woman that I know exactly what's going on at every moment no, in I've, my life? I felt it once, but what? I felt it, babes. I literally, I said, "Oh, that's it, my throat." I felt it, like felt it, the tickle, and then I start after that the swallowing. My throat feels good today, but yesterday my throat was. Hurting. I couldn't even swallow. A couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, I, I, I felt I was in the cafeteria of Super Kids Clubhouse and I coughed. And the minute I coughed, I felt it in my throat. I went, wait a minute, what is this? Why do I feel so bad? Sure enough, I got sick. Yep. Sure enough. And like I said, you actually know the moment in time when it when it happens. Like to me, I felt it perfectly religiously. It's 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 pretty cool. But then you know what I do, guys? I pump up the vitamin C, and then it goes away like in one or two days. So I don't feel bad. I just have like that that uncomfortable, a uh, little langy, la- lagging cough. But it's only probably gonna last for a couple of days. That's good. That's yeah. good. Um, but the event was great. We had an amazing time. Kids, they're really good. 
Um, Are we allowed to get raw, or does it have to be? Uh, no, we can get raw. Go okay. for it. What do you mean by raw? Hear me out. Ah, oh, I'm so happy it's over. Guys, the amount of stress that I felt throughout this competition season, I've never felt throughout my life. It was a it was a tough season. It was a tough season for everyone. It was the longest training period we've ever done. We started off the competition team in October, mm-hmm. and we were tra- and the kids were training five days a week in most cases, in most weeks, and by June. It's tough. By May. It's tough because they do a nationals once summer schools. I mean, summer starts. And kids check out at summer. They're not adults like us. That we. It doesn't matter what season it is. We still have to do what we have to do. The thing is that with our kids, they finish school so much earlier than the kids up north. That's here right. Here in South Florida. We finished, what, the fir- we finished the first week of June. First but, week of June. But up north, like Alabama and those states, they finish in May. That's why none of those kids got that many medals. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. New York, upstate. They finished on the 26th of June. Something like that. Or something like that. Like the the third, fourth week of June. Yep, yep. But then they don't go back till September. Our kids go the second week of August. The third week of August. They're back in school. That's right. So it was a long competition season. You know, some hearts were broken. Some hearts were, were mended and some got big hearts. That's right. And, and everybody learned. Everybody, everybody learned, learned a little bit from this. Some kids learned how to be better fighters. Some kids learned that maybe they weren't cut out for competition. Some kids said, you know what? I'm going to try harder. Huh? And, and everything's a learning experience. Whether you win or lose, it's a learning experience. It is. It is. 100%. I mean, our son, he did pretty good. He got third place in fighting. That's right. Um, competition was fierce. He had 24 kids. To compete against, and he came in third out of twenty four. So I was pretty happy with that. He did lose to the first place winner, so technically he lost to the best one in the division. So I was proud of that. Yep. And then the kid who came in second place is his rival, but they're friends, which they're is super buddy. awesome. That's right. They became buddies during this competition. Through fighting, season. they did. After fighting each other, like warriors, because th- they were the they best were, fights. They were showstoppers. They were showstoppers. When they were going up to fight, a lot, a lot of people would come up to us and tell us, "Man, that's a f- that was a fun fight to watch." Exactly. So the second and third place winner. Are ones that that they fight. They fight really, really. They they go at it. They they go to combat. The first place winner, he's more of an opportunistic fighter. He was more of the waiting and waiting and waiting. You see, our he's son. A yeah, he's a counter striker. Our son is is full blast. Let's go. Let's do this. And the second place winner also. Let's go. Let's do this. And they would hit each other hard. They even made a promise. They said, "Listen, if you and I go against each other." Let's just hit for points, and then let's not hit each other to hurt each other. And they made that promise, which I thought was adorable. But they didn't good. get to they didn't get to fight on this one. No, they not. That's good. I'm glad they didn't get to fight the nationals because they're both from Florida, and we didn't want what they tried to do at nationals was if you're a Florida competitor, then you wouldn't fight another Florida kid at least in your first round. They wanted you to fight kids who you haven't fought before. That's been gave you some, and that's what that's good. That's what he did. He that was good. He did. Good. They did a good job. Yeah. Yep. He might and be. he did learn. What did he learn? He learned he has to train harder. Yep. So, yeah, he used to come home sometimes, play Fortnite. Not sometimes after school. Once school was over, yep. his competition in his mind ended. And you know what? Check it out. It showed. He got third place. Yep. And we and went over this conversation because I, you, you're gonna learn something about my husband and I. We're very straight to the point, direct. And we call it as it is. Yeah, we, we call him out on his BS. And here's what we told him. I say, hey, listen, I, every day after school or after camp, when you got home, what did you do? Did you play Fortnite or did you practice for the competition? He knew the answer. The answer was play Fortnite. I, so I told him, you know, you're sad now that you lost, but I bet you can beat everybody in Fortnite. So that was the choice he made. He made the choice that he'd rather be better at Fortnite than compete. And he grasped the message. He, he did. Un- he understood that he needs to train. And it's not about training 
overdoing it. It's, and it's not about training for two, Consist- three hours. It's consistency. Exactly. Every day. 15 minutes a day? 15, 20 minutes. Of one technique? Or yep. He yep. would have, he would have, yeah, he would have killed yep. it. But, but you know what? Now, is it our fault that yes, we didn't push it? Absolutely. But we're also tired. But that's, it, not, an that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse. It is completely our fault. Because that's bringing our, our work home, in a way. For us. Yes. But as parents, we should have pushed them a little harder. In our field, I'm very guilty of that. And I am also guilty of that. Because if, I, if I'm teaching classes at SKC, and then coming home, like... I don't want to force him and I don't want to get into that kind of tension with my son. Hey, listen, it's time to train. Oh, dad, but I want to pay for it. And then he's not training in a happy mood. Yeah, but that's our I know, job. I know, I know. And no, we have absolutely. to, and, and that's where yeah, discipline, that's where discipline comes in. But it'll be fine. Listen, it was a learning experience for everybody. He's still that, nine. That part, t- exactly. He's nine. It, the, he can't go into teams till next year. Which he'll start probably getting serious now about wanting to do it. I think he's really good, and I think that, and I think I think we have a champion, man. I really do. I yeah, do. No, the the, the kid has heart. The kid's got heart. He has heart, has and good. he has good attitude. The kid has heart. There's his heart until he loses. Until he loses, and his heart breaks down and into then, tears. Then he's in trouble. No, he breaks down into tears after that. But you know what? Like I said, um, we've had competition teams before, and um. It's, it was, this one was one of the most learning experiences that I've ever had in my life. Yes, we've learned a lot. We learned a lot from, from the each parents, other, the kids, from, the kids, from you, from the comp, from tournaments, referees, right. other parents at the tournaments. You know, parents take it very serious when it comes down to your child because. It's our job to protect our child against anything, even sometimes if they're wrong. We try to do it. Yeah, but... It's not the right thing to you do. Can't. But, you can't. But you can't. You got to call them out on, on, on what they're doing wrong. No, absolutely. Because do you see the thing with you going ahead and defending your child for something that they're doing wrong? It's not that you're defending them. It's that now you're teaching them that that behavior in your mind is acceptable. So what do they start doing? They start continuing that behavior. Like, for example... There's someone that I know that um, always talks about how when they were a child, they used to always want to be the person of attention. So if people were over, the attention had to automatically go on them. If, uh, a, a, like, the show stopped, like, the conversation with adults stopped, everything would stop just so that they can focus on that person. And what happens is that you grow up thinking that now, whenever you want attention, the show's going to stop for you. And I'm so sorry, but I'm one of four. In order for me to get attention, there was a lot of things I had to do. I had to be smart. I had to talk intelligently. I had to learn. You don't um, have to just be loud. Exactly. Or obnoxious or rude. You, you have to, to learn tactic. That. Yes, you have to learn tactic. And you have to be part of a group. See, I'm an only child. So yes, I kind of get my attention kind of that way. Not really, but yes, you do. But not really. Like... It, it, it's very different. But what my point is, if we allow that behavior to continue as kids, they grow up to becoming obnoxious, loud, rude, and they don't understand why people don't like them. And you know what? Some people do and will like them only because they probably feel bad for them or sorry for them. But other people won't. Other people will be like, my goodness, you're so annoying. We're hearing a conversation among a bunch of people, but yet... Why would the attention have to go only to one or to two? So you got to teach your kids, hey, guys, you know, in our world, in our family, like our son, he's the only one. We teach him here in the house. Yeah, we're going to listen to you and, and, and you're, you have priority. But once he gets to SKC, we listen to everybody. And there's no special treatment. At there's SKC. no special treatment. We love him, but there's no special treatment. And that's what we've taught our son. And... It's it. We're not we're not the easiest parents, but thank goodness that we're very smart and we're educated and we know exactly what, how to raise a good child. Because you are, as we tell you all the time, you are your child's not just parent, not just best friend, but you are your child's greatest life coach, and you're coaching them to become a great adult that can hopefully one day pass along your teachings 
and your guidance and your coaching to their offspring and so forth and so forth and so forth. It's not so much about the now. It's about how where your teachings be remembered throughout generation, through generation, through generation. But you need to be able to set a great example. And it takes and different tactics. Exactly. And not create an egotistical society. Yeah. Me, me, me. Me, me, me. Because me, me. let me tell you something. Especially here in Miami. Oh, my God. It's not our Amy. It's called my Amy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, it's not a, it, guys, that's not a good thing. You got to teach a child to be able to break that ego. Forget the ego. Put the ego aside. The ego's good certain times, but it like you can't always get offended or your ego can't always get hit. Let me tell you something. I'm one of those people that learned that as an adult. I was very ego-driven. Ego-driven until I just kept getting hit in the head, hit in the head, hit in the head, and I had to learn the hard way. And now I try to internalize other people's emotions like when someone tells me something's going on I try to understand them and I don't you know I don't let my ego come out and be like well I don't care you spoke to me like that um I don't like you so instead I listen okay well you were having a bad day or you just got fired you know something terrible happened and and you know you got upset and I try to understand but when but when it's all about you and you could care less about anybody else or if you only do nice things just so that people can think you're nice, but deep down you're not doing it the right way, that that's that's sad. You gotta you gotta outgrow that, man. Things things have to change. There's a lot of change that needs to come. First of all, we need unity. We're very disunited, and every day there's a different label for a different thing, and uh, an association is coming out with something different creating because now creating a division. Yeah, it's just when someone says, oh, I created or a new label came out, I'm like, wonderful. Now we have another division among already a divided society. So let's divide ourselves up even more. Let's get more divided. Let's get more divided. Hey, if they divide us, they conquer us. That's right. I mean, you want change? It's collectively, guys. Like I tell people, I recycle and I recycle because I can't. We recycle in our house. Every single being in this house recycles. And the reason why we recycle, we don't recycle because we think that we're the ones and the only and because of our recycling, we're going to change the world. No, but if we can leave less of a footprint on this earth for the next generation, I'm going to try it. Because guys, it's tough out there. I mean, it's glamorous what you see on TV and it's very nice, but the reality of life... It's very different. Yep, this is true. This is 100% true. It's very different, and, and we need to really get a hold of ourselves and stop being living in this egotistical mind frame and be more about what's going on in our society and how can we can help. You know, I have a friend of mine. She was telling me the other day that we were, we were hanging out. She was like, you know, I'm from this part of the country. I mean, I, I lived in this country, and then I migrated to this country. And she goes, and... Me, I'm not even from the country and I'm part of the PTA and I'm part of uh, special groups. I go out and I help the locals and I go pick up trash and I do this. And she goes, I'm more of a, of, of, a, of a citizen to the country than anyone who's an actual citizen that was born in that country. And you know what? She made a point because just because we're born on this soil, yes, you're a citizen. But what else contributes to being a citizen? What do you think? The what you give back to society, how you contribute to your, the country where you're at. Are you paying your taxes? Are you helping others? Are you creating jobs? Are you helping those of the country? If you're hurting them, if you're attacking them, then no, you're not a, a true. You never. We don't want you as a citizen. But if you agree, but if you're here to help out, make it better. Welcome. Come back. Stay. You, you're a productive member of society. Society. Exactly. But you know what? If you're coming here to rob, steal, cheat, you know, try to get away with as much things as you can, drive like a maniac in the street. Hurt wa- people. Hurt people. We don't want you here. Get out of here. Citizen or not. No, man. Get out of here. Go somewhere else. We, we don't want you here. We don't want you. But if you're going to be a productive member of our society, you're going to come and work. You're going to help others. You're going to teach others. You're going to be a productive member of our society. 
then welcome. We have you welcome. here with open arms. Yeah, man. Because sure. a true citizen of a country is someone who produces and helps out the country in the best way that they can. Raising good kids, having a job that helps out the community, working, for, you know, just helping, being part, paying your taxes is actually part. So much of it is part of it. A lot of it. Just be a, just contribute. Don't be like those piece of crap people that call businesses from Puerto Rico saying that they're FPL and that they, you have a light bill to pay. So listen up, guys. This is a huge scam happening here in Miami. Ceci, you want to talk about it or you want me to talk about it? Because they hit me, so it hurts me they the most. They call you, they call you, and they'll say your bill, your light bill is about to be shut off. Now, let me ask you a question. How do I know how much your bill is actually? Because that guy knew exactly how much our bill was. They probably have access of some sort into FPL, either through a worm or through a, an, in-house person. an in-house person that gives out these, these, and they get commission of anybody they get. But do you know that when you call back that number, it sounds identical to F- FPL? Like if you were really calling FPL? That's true. Because me, they called me. Yeah, but they're doing enough for FPL. They're doing enough for uh, backed up taxes. For everything. They're doing enough for everything. And they'll call and say, listen, this is gonna, your light is about to be turned off. There's someone or, going to your place right now in 30 minutes. They're going to turn off your light or they're going to say, you're going to be arrested. There's a warrant out for your arrest. You have to pay this, this, and that. And then, of course, people get scared. Yeah, man. And if you're an older person, especially. Oh, my God. Remember what they told my dad? Yeah. Yeah, they called, you know, they, they called us once. And they said, uh, do, you have, do you have a brother? You're like, yeah, okay, well, we have your brother, and he is in a basement, and we have him, and if you don't pay up this much money, we're going we're gonna to cut off his fingers. They told that to your dad. That my, that my poor dad. My dad's now, 80 years old. No, your poor dad is like, Jesus Christ. They, so she, he puts my, she puts you on the phone, uh-huh. and you say, okay, fine, do it. Just cut off his fingers. I'm totally cool with it. And then we call, him, we call your brother right away. Like, no, nah, man, I'm good. He's like, I can't believe it. So the scams are real. Yeah. And those people, get out of here. Everybody's trying to take something of yours. Everybody's trying to take something. Everybody wants something. Everybody wants something. Something. They hey. all, so that's why you have to learn how to protect it and teach your kids how to protect it. Yep. And hopefully you all have learned something. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode of Kid Got Your Ticket. We ran a little bit over time today. We had a lot of time to speak. We wanted to we want to bring you guys some good content. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can get them out. We're gonna to try to be as consistent as possible. Uh, well, we want to say peace. Peace. Thank you guys for listening. Love you guys, and always remember: manifest only the best. Always focus on what you want. Peace.